Are you a bride chilla or groom chilla? Spend 30 minutes with Bride Chilla podcast host Alicia, and you will be. So let's get planning. Happy Bride Chiller Q&A Thursday. Alicia here recording not from an aeroplane this week, but from a hire car parked in a Starbucks car park. There is nothing but glamour in the world of podcasting. I'm Alicia, the host. I am sitting waiting for my husband who is doing a business meeting in Cupertino, which makes us sound quite flashy. So I've spent the morning at a, <laughs> at a Starbucks trying to edit podcast episodes over their very loud but cheery Christmas music and look I I just want to say in advance if my levels are out in the next couple of shows it is all because of Starbucks very friendly but very loud overhead music I think they do it on purpose I mean I'm happy to have free wi-fi I'm not sponsored by them but I'm happy to have free wi-fi you can sit on a cup of coffee for seven and a half hours but gee whiz that music is loud um wow We have been traveling for the past week and a half. We've just had an amazing, amazing week in the lovely Maui celebrating my cousin Belinda and my other cousin now, Luke. They're not cousins. It's not related. It's not an incestual thing. (laughs) Luke comes from another family. They are now married. He is now my cousin. Uh, They got hitched. They got Maui'd. Uh, just a few days ago, and it was really thrilling to be involved in the whole week. We had a really nice time getting to know the two families. Uh, We knew my family, obviously, Uh, but getting to know Luke's family and participating in lots of activities and running around trying to get very creative with a couple of, well, not dramas, but a couple of things didn't arrive and we had to sort of substitute them. So I was really happy that we were on hand to be helpers and also get lots of fun stories for the podcast. Although I will be honest with you, I didn't bring the microphone out very much throughout the week because I really wanted to focus on being present. And I know I bang on about social media and us not really taking enough time to put our phones down. And I am really sometimes my own worst enemy. I love Instagram. I love Facebook. I love doing the live stuff. I Facebook bloody everything, Instagram stories, everything. But I really made an effort last week to try and just put the phone down and be in the moment and go, man, we're in Maui. And all my friends, uh, well, a lot of my friends are in Sydney and Melbourne in lovely weather, but a lot of my UK friends are in the dark and the cold. So every time I felt the sun beaming down on my face, I felt just a little bit smug and stoked but also very delighted that I was there experiencing that and also making new friends and having a great time. Now, we will be sharing um, probably in January, actually. We're not going to rush it. We will be doing an episode with Belinda and possibly Luke. I did not shove the microphone in her face throughout the week, and I was really proud of myself. There were a few times that I really wanted to come out and record some of the, well, highs and lows of the wedding week. Not that there were many lows, but just a few little things that sort of popped up with Oh, dare I say, the wedding planner and uh, some miscommunication. I learned a lot actually being there on hand. And it's really helped me, actually. I've come up with, I, I was making notes. I was a rabid note, note taker throughout the week of ideas and topics that I want to share with you in the new year, especially surrounding the idea of how to stay a bit calm, how to deal with wedding planning sort of hiccups. And also realizing that a lot of the small stuff, as we all know, 
just doesn't matter on the night or day. There are a couple of things that we we will talk about that sort of happened during the week with Belinda and Luke's planning that really, in hindsight, who cares? Like, we all got it sorted. There was no sort of freaking out or dramas. And I can totally see how a different group of people might have reacted differently to that. I think potentially we there were a bunch of people who were all on holiday. We were, you know, it was a destination wedding. We weren't in our normal areas. We were all out of our comfort zone in the sense that we had to get a bit creative with solving some of these um, little things that came up. And I thought if we were in our hometown, there was potentially more uh, of an area to stress out about because you know, I don't know, because you're more in control. Whereas when you are out at a destination sort of place, you're in holiday mode. I mean, Hawaii is, you know, they talk about island time. Whoa. Everyone loves a bit of island time and you've just got to get used to that and just go, okay, people do things on their own clocks. We're not getting crazy. You know, if you're five minutes late, doesn't matter. But it was really nice to experience that, but also see that having a destination wedding for a lot of people, and this is not everyone, but for the people I you know, hung around with the last week and talked to, I think that's sort of the vibe, that you just relax a little bit and go, okay, normally I might stress about this, but we're in the sunshine, things are fine, it's okay. So look, I will bring you more about our week. I'm also going to bring you in the next couple of weeks, oh my gosh, a really fun but serious but fun interview with Bride Chiller Caitlin. Bride Chiller works with Belinda. They both work at United, the big airlines in America. And Caitlin has been planning her wedding, which is coming up in February. And she has had a, I can't even swear enough, shit ton, fuck ton, heaps of uh, problems with a very dodgy wedding planner, which may be sad because I am the biggest fan of wedding planners and coordinators. I like to just really blow my own trumpet about how much uh, their, their trumpets, really, I blow their trumpets, sounds a bit weird, about how much I think they are a necessary part of wedding planning, especially if you are time poor. And I think the whole idea that a wedding planner is for people that have got a lot of coin isn't really the case anymore. There are so many great wedding planners and coordinators available, and there are so many different options that you can have, you, you know, that you can just pick up people for a couple of hours just to get their help, their feedback. And what was great was Belinda has over the last couple of months been updating me about Caitlin's sort of drama, not sort of, actual drama that has been happening with a wedding planner that she has hired in the Dominican Republic. Also very fancy. And you'll hear in the episode, I just feel like it's one of those stories that I don't want to be taken as people saying, oh, I won't get a wedding planner because I can't trust them. Because I think over the 230 something episodes, I have had one or two of these stories that come up. And in any industry, any industry I can think of, we're going to find someone that's a bit dodgy or shifty that doesn't do the job and then just shits on the good name of an industry. So this is a story that I really want to share with you, mostly for the fact, well, Caitlin's very entertaining. She really just saw a problem and solved it. But also that She's very wily, and I listened to her talk and thought this could happen to any of us. So I wanted to share this episode coming up in a couple of weeks with you just to give you the idea about 
it's very important to check testimonials. It's very important to trust your gut when you feel like someone's not doing the job or acting the right way. And also that in a very interesting sort of comparison, lovely cousin Belinda basically booked her whole wedding using Yelp. She's a big Yelp reviewer. She, you know, goes to restaurants. She just lives through that app and it all worked 150%. And if Rich was sitting here, he'd go, that's not a real thing. You can only get 100%. That's the most you can do. She used Yelp and it worked very well. In 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 a big comparison is uh, that Caitlin, as you will hear in this upcoming episode, also used review sites, but unfortunately the wedding planner that she'd hired had also hired a bunch of people to create very crafty and dodgy way, uh, very shifty, to put fake feedback up. And that sucks. So that's a really big conversation and I'm happy to bring that to you. And we sat on the Sunday, the next day after the wedding, we sat in the sun at a, at a recovery barbecue and I shoved a microphone in her face and she told this story and... It was alarming, but also I'm so happy that she shared it because I think it's going to help a lot of people uh, who listen to this show. There it is. Okay, it is Q&A Thursday. I have spoken enough about myself and my family. It is time to crack on and answer some of your wonderful wedding planning questions. First question up is from Bride Chiller Lauren. Hi, Alicia. Uh, This is Lauren calling from... Connecticut in the United States. Um, I do have a question for you, but first I just want to say how much I love, love your podcast. Um, it's just been a delightful find since I got engaged, uh, about three months ago now. Um, and I really enjoy listening to you on my very long, unfortunate commutes, one hour each way. Um, so you've made those commutes a little less, uh, sad and horrible. So I really appreciate it. Um, I also found you just by searching on iTunes, uh, wedding planning and fell in love right away. And you'd be happy to know that I've already recommended you to my friend who's a huge podcast fan. Uh, she should be getting engaged pretty much any day now. Uh, so she already knows to, uh, subscribe to you once she, once she gets engaged. So that's very exciting. Um, but onto my question, um, so my fiance and I, even before we got engaged, always talked about having a friend officiate our wedding. Not only had we seen that happen at other weddings and just thought it was really lovely and personal, uh, personal, uh, but, uh, my fiance has actually officiated a couple weddings himself and just really enjoyed the process from his end as well. Um, and we've always had, always had a couple people in mind that we thought, uh, would like to do it. Um, but then around the time that we got engaged, um, my parents who have very graciously offered to pay for a good chunk of the wedding, um, we're contributing as well. So is my fiance's family you know, it's all been great, but they have actually, this is the one issue that they've, that they've had a problem with, um, which is a little strange. My parents are super cool and they're pretty understanding and have been pretty open to all of our ideas. This is really the only thing that they have to me strangely fought for. Um, so they're not too keen on the idea of having a friend officiate. Um, I guess they've told me that it feels to them Um, like it doesn't seem official and that it it seems more of like a joke. And to be fair, when my fiance did officiate his couple weddings, um, 
you know, he went into it with a very humorous tone. There were some costume elements that I won't get into, but uh, that was all at the couple's requests, and they they really loved the results. So, um, but to them, that just didn't really, you know, fit the seriousness that they want for a ceremony, and that I do too, and, and so does my fiance. I think we do want something a little more um, serious with a touch of humor, but to them, having a friend officiate just does not work for them. Um, so when we initially got engaged, we sort of negotiated to, you know, I think if they had it their way, they would do a pastor. Um, I was raised religious, but, um, we're, me and my fiance aren't. Um, but we sort of worked together and thought, okay, justice of the peace is a good way to meet in the middle. Um, but now fast forward today when I'm actually trying to find an officiant, um, you know, I, I looked up some people and, and talked to my fiance and we, we had a really a productive conversation over the weekend, how we just, you know, we, we feel like we made this compromise, but now we're feeling like if we do this, we feel like we might, uh, regret it. it we might feel like it, it just doesn't feel right. Um, not to mention it, it's a lot of money in our area. I'm finding that an officiant can cost, you know, a minimum $500 and that's just for like a plug and play sort of ceremony. And we want something more personal. Um, so we're talking about going back and, and meeting with my parents to discuss this again. I just, I'm a little worried that, um, you know, I feel bad because I'm like taking back a, a, you know, an unofficial official promise. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to sacrifice mine and my fiance's vision for our wedding. So our game plan is to go with them. We have a friend in mind who we think we would that would take the ceremony part very seriously. It's a friend we've both known throughout our relationship and she's, uh, does public speaking as part of her job. Uh, she would definitely take a more serious tone than maybe other people we were considering. And I was even, we even talked about maybe doing some trade-offs for maybe we'll have a Bible verse or something like that, which really doesn't bother me as a non-religious person. It's still part of how we were raised. So we're willing to make some compromises here. So, um, any advice about just how maybe I should approach my parents to rethink this part that we sort of already agreed on. So any advice would be great. Uh, thank you so much and happy days. Lauren, thank you for that lovely feedback. I'm so happy that you're enjoying the show and it's providing some value and help. I feel like I'm all of your friends, I will say. Uh, It's really weird. I was talking to one of my friends uh, at the wedding. Really nice to catch up with people, Aussies, uh, at this wedding. And I did say to her, I feel like I have thousands of new friends all over the world. And we have been invited to people's weddings. We have felt really included in, in this sort of world. And I felt really happy about receiving this email um, from lovely Lauren, this message, because at Belinda's wedding, she and Luke, they both really wanted to have a friend marry them. And they had a very similar situation happen with my aunt and uncle, who sort of said, we don't want it to be taken like a joke. This is really serious. This is a a really big commitment. And we don't want people to see that, you know, you're just sticking around. Now, I get I totally get the perspective of, especially our parents' generation, who probably were used to going to church weddings. And I know lots of our friends got married in churches without any affiliation with any religion because their parents said that they should do it. And that bugs me more than people thinking that friends are doing, you know, being celebrants uh, or getting ordained as a joke. Because 
I think what you need to do is decide as a duo what is important to you and what you value. And as you said, Lauren, you were raised in a religious household, but you don't necessarily follow that as as, as fully now. And I think the con- the concept of having Bible verses in a reading, you know, seems to sit very well with you and obviously, you know, look, I mean, I'm not a religious person and I can hear lots of verses from the Bible and go, yeah, really fundamentally it's about being good to one another and being good people. So, you know, absolutely go for it. Some of the the verses are quite beautiful and meaningful no matter what your religion are. So I think the idea that our parents were sort of raised in a way that the tradition was you go to a church and you get hitched no matter what. So it's just getting them comfortable with the idea that there are other options. And to be honest, wonderful, wonderful man, Gary, lovely friend of Belinda and Luke, married them. And he was the prime example of someone who completely took this role seriously. Did <laughs> Gary is, look, I mean, an amazing person. I've thoroughly enjoyed getting to know him over the last week. He is a very vivacious doctor. He was also a dance major as well, of course. And one of these people that you just meet and instantly he's got a lot of energy and you instantly, I instantly warmed to him and wanted to pack him up in my suitcase and take him home to be my London friend. But I can't because he lives in Chicago. Gary grew his hair, so he looked a little bit more Hawaiian. He had a great outfit. But besides all the aesthetic stuff, he really went to a lot of effort to write a very touching ceremony that completely, completely summed up Belinda and Luke as individuals and then as a couple. What I thought was so just clever of what he did and what I know friends and family can bring to this situation is a personalization that you were just not going to get from a minister that you've met 10 minutes before or you've had a couple of sessions with um you know in pre-marriage counseling and that's not a diss a lot of people go to church every week and they get to know their pastor or their priest or their minister or their uh, and that's great but sometimes and also I will say as a celebrant I know we've had Josh Withers on the show and lovely Holly Smith on Monday's episode of the show a celebrant is someone that spends a lot of time getting to know you they give you big uh, you know sometimes it's questionnaires that you chat with them you meet with them and they build a personalized wedding service just for you. That's what personalization means, Alicia. Duh! So what I think the value of bringing a friend or a family member into the fold to marry you is this amazing ability to personalize and genuinely personalize. The things that Gary said about Belinda and Luke, and he told, he actually wrote, He'd done a lot of research about the gods of Maui and looking at Hawaii and the cultures, and uh, he he did a great a great effort great effort bloody hell a great job in bringing Belinda and Luke's personalities and intertwining them in to these these the mythology of the islands, and I was like, man, that's so clever. Yet someone that didn't know them would probably struggle to do that because you know some of the the tidbits that he he added to it had us all nodding and laughing and crying and it was really magical so Lauren when I heard your message I was like I have to include this in the episode because that experience is so fresh for us and really after the ceremony and and look I don't want to get into my MC stuff yet I'm sure we'll talk about it but we really 
all commented on the fact that Gary just made that. I mean, it was beautiful to see them all laugh and have that familiarity. But to see everyone else go, oh my gosh, this is exactly, he's totally captured who they are as individuals and a couple. So I think, Lauren, you should take the, you should take the plunge, get your friend to do it. And I swear to you, your parents on the day, if they do just as, as much uh, effort, and I'm sure they will, put in the time to really write something meaningful and include these personal stories, your parents will be stoked. So I, you know, I would happily put you in touch with Gary if you'd like to have a chat. I think Gary should do this full time. I think forget the eight years of medical school, ditch that and just marry people because he has a natural, a natural ability. It was so entertaining yet so touching. Yeah, he should do it. And if anything happens at a, at a wedding service, he can resuscitate them. Not as good. Uh, <laughs> There will be more of the Bride Chiller podcast. It's another email that's just come through, probably a message from one of you. Uh, from the car in Cupertino in the Starbucks car park after this message. Quick update from the car I am recording in. It's hot. I've had to open the window. So if you hear beeps, you hear road rage, that's what's happening because I didn't want to asphyxiate whilst recording this wedding podcast. Lots of words that probably you wouldn't hear in another wedding podcast. Asphyxiation. (laughs) What a dickhead. Um, (laughs) Time for another question. This one comes from Bride Chiller Amy. Go for it. Hello, Alicia. My name is Amy. Um, I listen to you uh, on an app called Pocket Cast. Um, I'm listening to you from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, right near the Rocky Mountains. I live about an hour away from Banff. Um, I know how much you love that area. Um, I've actually got a fairly big problem. Um, I'm about just shy of a year out from my wedding now. Um, I get married next August 2017. Um, And I was about to send out save the dates because I have a lot of of out-of-town family coming in, family and friends. Um, And my mom's side of the family is fairly dysfunctional to start with, but she took my fiancé and I out for dinner and told me that um, her mom, her dad, and her sister are all being really immature about this whole situation. A little bit of background. My grandmother and grandfather divorced when my mom was about six or seven. Um, and my mom primarily would live with my grandmother and my aunt would primarily live with my grandfather. Um, and now because of that, my mom and my grandmother don't talk and my aunt and my grandfather don't talk. Um, but my mom and my grandfather have a reasonably good relationship and my mom and my aunt have a reasonably good relationship but she took us out to dinner to talk to us about how my aunt recently contacted my mom and said that um she didn't think she could do it uh because my grandfather wasn't ever actually at my aunt's wedding um and she said that because our wedding date is a day before her and my uncle's anniversary 
Um, and with my grandfather being there, that it would just be too many memories and it would be too painful. Um, and she's flying out literally across the country. Um, and I don't really get along with my grandmother. Uh, I get along with my aunt and my grandfather. Great. But my grandmother and I have just had some differences that we don't agree on. And so I've just sort of given up trying to have a full relationship with her. Anyways, I'm, I'm really just looking for some, maybe just somebody to tell me that I'm not necessarily crazy for thinking that I don't want to invite any of them now. Um, even though I respect my aunt incredibly and think she's a wonderful human and I admire her. Um, it is dysfunctional bullshit really with what I'm putting up with. And I'm thinking maybe I'm just looking for help with some wording on how to tell them that maybe they're not invited or how to approach this situation. And I know you've gone over this in some episodes, but I've never really heard an answer that fits this quite, this situation quite the way I would hope it would. Um, yeah, I mean, I love my grandfather, I love my aunt, and my uncle, and my cousin, and I mean, all differences aside, I do love my grandmother as much as I may not like her a lot of the time. Um, yeah, if you could help me with some wording on how to approach this situation, on how to maybe, on how to tell them to grow up and deal with their differences, or maybe how to tell them, you know, if you're not going to be grown up about it, don't come at all, or I'm not going to invite you. Uh, yeah, you've been a great source of sanity and I've, you kind of changed my outlook as I'm, I also suffer from depression as you've talked about in the past. And so you've really helped me see that, you know, I don't always have to be excited about everything and that, you know, I can, you know, still plan a wedding and not necessarily be excited about it every second of the day. Um, yeah. Thank you for being my source of sanity. Um, I love your show. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, Alicia. Oh, Amy, families are shit. Let's just say that right now. It is so hard to plan your wedding day around all of their finicky arguments that seem to have gone back over the last 30 to 40 years. And, you know, when you said that you hadn't heard this answer on the podcast, it's really interesting. Again, talking to one of my friends over the last week, she works in marketing, and we were talking about how to get more listeners on board for the Bride Chiller podcast. And she said, what's the main theme? What's the thing that you hear about the most often from listeners? And I said, you know, it's it, there's a truck. It seems to be family conflict and trying to avoid being the meat in the sandwich when it comes to making decisions and appeasing everyone. And really, when it comes down to it, I can't hold all of the answers to everyone that listens. Well, I can. I mean, if I had time, I'd sit with you personally and give you my opinion. But nor is my opinion correct. I'm just an outside person, a professional big mouth with a microphone in a car, in a Starbucks car park, trying to help you out. But the more I talked to my friend about this, the more I sort of thought, you know, I've become this, I hate saying agony aunt it's the biggest sexist piece of shit it is. But, you know, I, I've become a friend who hopefully can provide you with some guidance and advice. And 
with this particular case, Amy, I was trying to get my head around all the different people involved and their relationships. But then I actually thought, bugger them, bugger them all, because it should not matter who gets along with who. You are the the central person. You and your partner are the central people. This day is about you and not all of their shit. So the piece of advice I have for you is simple. I think you need to communicate to them that you would you respect their indifference indifference that's not wrong you respect their differences you respect the history that has occurred and you don't want to come in the way you don't want this to become a vice for them to not attend or attend and to involve you really what it comes down to and the things that I've learned over the last two years of doing this show is the best advice I can give you is their actions should not be involving you you shouldn't be drawn into this, which obviously you already have because you've sat down at the dinner, your mum's corresponding about your auntie. I know you care about all of these people because they're your family and they're important. But also them jumping in and trying to hook you in and make you make a decision about everyone, I think is actually a really bad move on all their parts because you're there to celebrate your love and you're there to have a good time and the more you're involved in all this stuff and having to be the adjudicator, the referee, the harder it gets. And the closer you get to your wedding, I guarantee you the more people will up their crappy behavior. So I really think it's a matter of saying to them, and whether this is writing or getting them all together or recording a bloody video and just saying, I love you all and I know you've all been through a lot and you don't necessarily see eye to eye and we aren't going to patch that up in the space of a year's time I mean if you can if you can good luck but it's a matter of saying I would love you all to be there but at this time I understand if you can't be there for your reasons but we just want you to know that we love you all and I hope you love us enough to really understand that we can't get involved in this and we don't want this to become the resounding sort of uh factor this thing that's coming around resounding wasn't the right word just want to make that that clear we don't want this to be the theme of of the wedding planning that you are being the adjudicators and having to choose and get involved because that becomes exhausting and really quickly you lose the fun of what you're trying to do so yes I, to be honest if people don't come and you think that they're going to be causing trouble anyway then although it's sad it's fine it's absolutely fine I know that there are a couple of members of our family that chose not to come to Belinda's wedding that potentially uh, would have been great to have them there, but actually potentially they're shit stirrers and it was probably great that they didn't. That's going to get me in trouble. But I'm being truthful there that there, you know, there were issues and mm, that's probably going to get me in trouble. Keep it in, Alicia. Be brave. So, look, that's my thoughts on that, Amy. I hope that that advice isn't too vague but I also hope that listening I'm sure there are other people listening who are having similar situations where they're having family who say I'm not going if she goes well if she goes I will definitely not go and you're like well fuck you all none of you can come because this is not about you and your wars and your issues this is about us getting hitched and having a great day and investing a shit ton of money into a party so if you don't want to come then you can stuff your saris in a sack and stay at home there it is that's my hard ass answer for you Okay, I better wind things up because I've been in this car park a long time. 
I need to move to my next Starbucks location. This is hilarious because I didn't want to stay too long in this Starbucks. So I found one about 500 meters up the road. So I'll go to the next Starbucks, then edit this episode, then upload this episode and then figure out what I'm going to do with the rest of my day. What are you doing with your life? Probably something more interesting than I. It has been so lovely being in the United States where all of my listeners are primarily. Not all. I know that I've got listeners uh, (laughs) in lots of other countries, but it does seem I have a lot of American listeners. I feel like I want to come and reach out to all of you from this car park. So there it is. The Bride Chiller Podcast live from Cupertino Starbucks on the corner of Wolf and Homestead. Thank you so much for your support. Keep the keep the voice messages coming. Keep the iTunes review coming. And uh, keep the love coming. I love you all. Until next week's episode, which is a doozy. It's all about shitty wedding forums. God, I got angry recording that episode, but I'm happy to bring it to you. Love you. Happy days. The Bride Chiller Podcast. Busting wedding planning balls. One podcast at a time. The Bride Chiller Survival Guide is like Bride Chiller. It is a tell it like it is, no bullshit wedding planning guide and features chapters like the truth about wedding night sex. Here's the truth. You might want to go to sleep and that's absolutely fine. Sweating for the wedding. Why I fucking hate that. And it's okay to feel like shit because it is. You're not going to be happy all the time. That's a fact. There's also lots of other positive, upbeat chapters that will help you plan your wedding like a pro. Visit bridechillerstore.com to order your copy and check out the Bride Chiller Field Guide while you're there too. Happy days.